Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Chris Malone from the 98.5 KTK Morning Show. Sorry I was out last week. I was uh, actually visiting some relatives uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, the boys took their first airplane ride, four of them as a matter of fact, and experienced some cold. Unfortunately, it didn't snow when we were up there, but I tell you, it's it's quite different. In fact, uh, uh, that that portion, eastern Pennsylvania, uh, definitely feels like you're back in colonial times. It was it was a great, great trip, but we're back, and uh, you are probably here to find the recap for today, which is Monday, December 12th, 2022. What did we talk about? First off, we talked about candles. Yes, the simplest way to fill your home with the smells and fragrances of Christmases we have loved so much throughout the years. And um, basically, there are four types of scents available with the candle. The sweet, spicy, earthy, and fruity. On the sweet side, peppermint, vanilla, cocoa, gingerbread. Uh, that's going to give you the, the most popular sweet smells. Uh, sugar plum, cider, pumpkin pie, those are the spicy uh, fruity notes of candles, there's going to be the berry, citrus, and pumpkin, and apple, but probably the one that wins the most this time of the year are going to be the earthy scents. Uh, that's going to be sage, holly, cedarwood, and balsam. Here's where I brought it up, because I, if you read the directions of every candle, they'll tell you that you need to cut the wick uh, between an eighth and a quarter of an inch before lighting it, which I do. I didn't know you needed to do that every time before you light the candle. Otherwise, you've done the risk of the candle kind of burning incorrectly and causing some problems. Once your candle is lit, you need to let it burn, baby, because you need the top layer of the wax to melt evenly and all the way across. And this could take a couple hours to do. It's called candle memory, and it's making sure that you want to make sure that you get the most out of your candle. Um, with that being said, your candle should never burn for more than four hours at a time. Burning any time longer will cause carbon to collect on the wick, and that can actually cause the wick to look more like a mushroom. I'm sure you've seen that many, many a times. That actually can cause the wick to become unstable. The flame can get too big. It can uh, pop. It could smoke. Uh, things that you really don't want to happen into your candle. So there you go. Cut the candle wick uh, to make sure it's an eighth to a fourth, fourth of an inch from the, 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 the wax itself before every time you light it. Only light it until every, uh, keep it lit for at least a couple hours and no more than four. All right? Test on Friday on that one. Hey, the dog flu, it's hitting hard this year, just like the human flu, which is off to an early and strong start. Apparently, vet clinics across the country, most importantly or, or, or notably, 
in the southern portion of the United States. Uh, and generally, according to the American Kennel Club, the infection, the infection, just like with humans, are transmitted from dog to dog when they're near an infected animal through shared food, through shared water bowls, and via c- contaminated items like crates and toys and bedding. Uh, they say almost all dogs, about 80%, will become infected once exposed. They'll have symptoms, once again, just like with humans, uh, fever, loss of appetite, and even a cough. So if your dog has had any of that recently, uh, expect two to three weeks of recovery time before it is all said and done. Fortunately, there is a flu vaccine for dogs, but you will need to discuss this with your vet. It's not, a, it's not as easy as it is for humans. There are certain criteria that need to be met because this isn't, you know, not a lot of research has gone into this, and you certainly don't want to give your dog something that's going to make something worse. Uh, but do talk to your dog about the flu vaccine if uh, if you want to. It is available. Unfortunately, not available for cats. One of the many reasons I love music so much is that it's left up to me to decide what the meaning is behind the song itself. If you ever look at the lyrics, you know that love is probably one of the biggest items that are talked about with a song. But that love could mean all sorts of things, uh, especially if you read the the, the artist notes. Um, in fact, one of the favorite stories I love to tell is that um, um, I'll be watching you um, every step you take by the police is um, a lot of people used it for their wedding song. And Sting remarked he didn't understand that because he actually wrote the song about someone who was stalking him, which again, works both ways. Um, But in any case, um, that's kind of why I wanted to bring up the controversial topic of dun-dun-dun, baby, it's cold outside. Song back in 2018, right in the middle of the Me Too movement, really kind of stood out as misogynistic and uh, there was actually some push by some radio stations to ban the song, and they got a lot of people for and against the the the, the subject. And I wanted to bring it up on the show today because I wanted to look at the song that is nearly eighty years old and how it was created. The song itself was actually created and written by Broadway legend Frank Losler in nineteen forty four, right in the middle of World War II. He performed it with his wife Lynn Garland at a housewarming party in New York City that same year. He wrote it as a a guest way to amuse guests at the end of the night and send them on their way. People absolutely loved it. And Frank uh, Lossler, uh, in fact, Lossler said many years later that um, for the entire few years after that song was written, that was the only reason that he and his wife were invited to to parties was to sing this song. Eventually, Frank sold the song to um, a, a movie company, and in 1949, it was used in Neptune's Daughter, where it served as the soundtrack to a pair of comedic scenes involving two couples. This is very important to remember about the song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. First part of the movie, Ricardo Motroban pursues Esther Williams by singing the song, which means he's the one singing, Baby, It's Cold Outside, and she's saying, hey, what's in this drink? Baby, It's Cold Outside. Another portion of the movie, the second time, the roles are reversed, with Betty Garnett doing the whole thing of, baby, it's cold outside, and Rhett Skelton going, hey, what's in this drink? Baby, it's cold outside. That's something to kind of consider, because from 1949 all the way up to the 21st century, no one really cared about the song itself. It just played every Christmas, and it became part of our traditional music we expect at Christmas time. That all changed with the internet, as much things in our lives have changed. And uh, it was actually through satire websites 
where people began poking fun at the song and perhaps even the dark ways that the lyrics could be constructed. The peak of this surfaced in 2018 with the upswelling of people wanting the song be banned. In fact, there were some radio stations that actually did ban it. We were not one of them. Um, as uh, there's actually was even an attempt to rewrite the lyrics to Baby It's Cold Outside, but it didn't work because of two things when it comes to Christmas. Tradition and context. Two things you don't want to mess with. Uh, when you're talking about traditions, um, you know, it, it, you, you, you listen... Um, Besides the scent of the scent of smell, the 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 sense of sound is the second most uh, way to rekindle memories in your mind. That's why when it comes to certain songs, that's why we listen to Frosty the Snowman from the cartoon we watched as a kid. It brings back those great memories of us being a kid and when Christmas was super magical because it usually is when you're when you're a child. So when you're talking about messing with somebody's tradition, it's always a hotbed issue that you want to stay clear of. Secondly, is the context, which is why I brought up the movie. Neptune's um, Neptune's daughter, because things were very different back in 1949. In fact, the song "Baby It's Cold Outside," as it was banned on radio stations in 2018, was actually banned by NBC Radio in 1949, but for different reasons. It wasn't because of the misogynistic undertones. It was the fact that it was dabbling in male and female relationships, which at the time made people very uncomfortable. That was the reason the song was um, banned at the time. And not to say that it is full of misogynistic uh, traits, and we really should not be playing too much into this, but you have to really, when you're going to talk about how the lyrics translate to us here in 2022, you have to realize that the song was written in 1944, before even your grandparents knew what Christmas was. And things were very different back then. doesn't make them right, but this makes things a little bit different. In all honesty, though, the controversy of this song and many Christmas songs to the future will probably continue for many, many years. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We talked about the Venmo Venmo scam this year because just like an advent calendar, every day there seems to be a brand new scam, and this one involves Venmo which is the mobile payment service that I love, and probably you've used it as well, where you know if you're out for lunch, you can split the bill through Venmo, where you put it on your credit card, and then the person you, um, you visited with will send you half the money through Venmo. And generally, by the time you even bring out your swipe your credit card to make the payment, um, the Venmo money from your friend is already in your account, which is great. However, because we're quite overwhelmed this time of the year, there are scammers looking to take advantage of this. And this is how the Venmo scam works. It starts by receiving a notification saying that you've received money into your Venmo account from someone you didn't know, and basically money you were never really expecting. And so the next part of the scam is a message saying, hey, I think I Venmoed you some money by mistake. Um, Would you mind sending that money back to me because I meant to go to somewhere else? And it, it's reasonable enough. You send it to me by mistake. The money isn't really mine. I'm going to go ahead and send the money back. 
that is the scam. Because what happens, the money is, and I'm using air quotes, put into your Venmo account through a fraudulent credit card number, which means it's not been, it, the, the charge will be flagged, which means it will not go through. However, from the time that the credit card's put into the Venmo and it's transferred to your account and the scammer saying, hey, I sent it to you by mistake and you transfer me it back, you will in essence be transferring money from your own account or your own credit card to them. And by the time you've realized the mistake, the mistake, the scammer is long gone with your money. So what do you do if you legitimately have someone who says they sent you money by mistake? The, in short, let them handle it. If any time you send money by mistake, besides the multiple warnings saying, by the way, when you send this money, you're not going to be able to get it back. Any dispute has to be originated by the person who sent the money, not you. So if you remind a scammer, hey, I won't touch the money, but you need to actually start a dispute with Venmo according to their terms and, and, and rules. Uh, and if they suddenly disappear, well, then you know, whew, you just avoided a scam and you still should report it to Venmo in, in, in any context. But um, leave the money there. Two things will happen. One of them is that you'll get an explanation eventually from Venmo saying they've researched and found that the money is legit. It's good. Congratulations. Enjoy the money. The other one will be you just open up your Venmo account and then that little holding account, the money just disappeared. That means you can tell that it was a scam. An other layer of security you may want to consider with your Venmo instead of having it linked directly to your bank account is to have it linked to a credit card in your name. The idea behind this, because of the Visa, the MasterCard, the American Express, and the Discover logos, is that they offer fraud protection. In the event this happens to you and you get caught in a scam, generally you'll be able to get the money back. If not from your bank account, FDIC doesn't insure it. Your bank is not going to insure it. Depending on the dollar amount, your bank may credit the money back to you, but don't hold your breath. So um, that is the latest Venmo scam you need to be aware of. Talked a little bit about the uh, truthfulness behind our holiday beliefs. And it's not that these are bad things that we've tried to change history in time. It's just that we kind of assume things about history when it isn't true. Uh, And especially when it comes down to our holiday celebrations. For instance... We celebrate St. Patrick's Day in spring, known as the patron saint of Ireland and everything Irish revolving around St. Patrick. Well, St. Patrick wasn't Irish. He was actually English, born in 390. He was sent to Ireland to convert the Irish to Christianity. And as we associate the color green with St. Patrick, his color actually was blue, not green. I digress. Uh, (laughs) Not to mention that uh, we celebrate St. Patrick's Day more here in the U.S. than they do in Ireland, but also considering there are more people of Irish descent in the United States than there are in Ireland. It's more reason to celebrate, right? While we associate our country's Declaration of Independence being signed on July 4th, 1776, it's a lie. We actually should be celebrating our nation's independence on July 2nd. Because it was July 2nd, 1776, the Second Continental Congress uh, voted to approve the resolution declaring the colonies independent from Great Britain. It was officially approved on the 4th of July. So to say that our independence actually was approved on July 2nd would be more accurate than saying it would be on July 4th. If you're a true uh, history buff like you are myself, you would realize that the Declaration of Independence wasn't even signed until August 2nd, just like Congress to be slow in doing anything. And then, you know, by then it's got to cross the Atlantic and get to King George, and by that time we're talking about the end of the year, so 
there's that. And while we associate Thanksgiving with the fourth Thursday in November, we can thank Abraham Lincoln for that. But the actual first Thanksgivings were celebrated sometime between September 21st and November 11th. We know this because um, the Thanksgiving feast itself was inspired by English harvest festivals that typically took place in late September. It wasn't that the Native Americans or indigenous population didn't help the uh, the settlers from uh, the from Europe back for a Thanksgiving Day me- uh, meal, but it probably wasn't done in late November. It was done more in September, October, or even early November. Finally, a lot of us consider, and we've been told that drink uh, that uh, drinking and driving on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is super high, and your chances of being hurt or killed in a car accident or higher on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. While it may be true that there are more drunks on the road for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, there are less people on the road. According to the latest, to the most recent stats that we have, you're actually more in jeopardy of driving in the summer holidays like 4th of July and Memorial Day on the roadways than at New Year's Eve or New Year's Day early in the morning because simply there are more vehicles on the road July 4th and Memorial Day than on New Year's Eve. Most people are smart enough to stay home if they are drinking. It's just the one or two foolish ones that are out that we have to worry about. There it is. Ta-da! The recap for Monday, December 12th, 2022. I'm Chris Malone. I'll be taking some uh, time off at the end of this week through the first of the year. So the recap will be on pause for then. But in any case, I always welcome your comments and your feedback. You can email me at C-M-A-L-O-N-E at odyssey.com. And odyssey is spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 